You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls lost to the Indiana Pacers on a Tyrese Halliburton just hitting a heck of a shot despite uh, Zach Levine scoring 42 points. We're also going to talk about what this means now for the Chicago Bulls and their hopes for a playing spot. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for turning it into Locked On Bulls. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Man, another tough game. Another Zach Levine really solid performance and another tough loss for the Chicago Bulls on Tyrese Halliburton just hitting a heck of a shot. Pat, how'd you feel about this game, brother? Very up and down. Defense up and down. I thought on the Halliburton shot, Patrick Beverly gave me the shot I would have asked for. A literal Tyrese Halliburton three-pointer from the Chicago Bulls left side of the horn on the mm-hmm. logo. Yep. But I need to take a second to comment on one Billiam Bartholomew Donovan. Billiam? Billiam. Okay. He doesn't deserve William. Okay. It's too too elegant. How dare you, dog? Your highest paid player on your team. Gave you 42 points. Shot five for eight from the three-point line. Played excellent defense. Played the passing lanes. Did everything that you could ever ask for from a star player on your court. How dare you not give him the last shot? You gave Vooch the last shot? Are you kidding me right now? Hold on. Hold on. Hey, I love you, brother, but hold on. How dare you? (laughs) Because you would have died to give. DeMar DeRozan that last shot if you weren't down three. You would have gave everything you could have to gave anybody else that last shot except Zach Levine. How dare you? And I was with you when you benched Zach. I was with you when you made the decision to go away from him in the Charlotte game. I was with you for so much of this season. How dare you not give him that last shot? You should have had Patrick Williams on the floor. You should have had two screens set for Zach Levine. You didn't give him the shot that he deserved. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I've been somebody, beginning of the season, Beginning of Billy Donovan being hired, I told y'all, the players have to play per the performance. You have to play to the point where he's willing to give you that opportunity. Zach Levine played that well. I cooked Zach when Zach was 0 for 14. You know what? It's your turn, Billy That was garbage. That was disrespectful to the best player that you had on the floor tonight to ever go away from him on that last. How dare you? 
All right, let me add this in here. I, I, you cooking, and I and I feel everything you're saying. The last play was not designed for Nikola Vucevic. It was designed for Zach Levine. They just I, didn't execute it well. But that does that doesn't excuse Billy Donovan's decision because not only did he did, did Vuce should have never I been an option there. Instead of post, I didn't listen to the post. I don't know. I didn't listen to the post today, so I don't know if that was designed for Zach. That play did not look like it was designed for Zach in the slightest. Oh, it was. You go back and look at the play. They literally he the reason why they hold, held it out so long is that Zach was. They, they kept Zach from getting open to do the ball, and then Nikola Vucevic moved. I think he was the second choice on that option, and then they they ran that play for, for Zach. But Vooch shouldn't have been out there. That was a moment also in which Billy Donovan should have had Patrick Williams in the game. Patrick oh, Williams yeah. not only being a better three-point shooter, he's a better three-point shooter. He's by percentage our best three-point shooter on the team, and you don't – and even Pat – Listen, I, I I have my own conspiracy theories, and I believe certain things, right? Patrick Williams, if you look, they zoomed in on him. As Stacey King was saying, hey, you're not going to put Pat in the game. Patrick Williams was on the sideline with his hoodie zipped up, smiling. I believe that Patrick Williams was sitting there like, you a damn idiot. Um, and so the fact of the matter is, is that you, had, you did not have your best three-point shooter by percentage in that game, in that moment. And if you could not go to Zach, or if the play was not designed for Zach, you cannot tell me a reason why that does, that play should have been designed for anyone other than Patrick Williams or Zach Levine. Those are your two options on there. If you want to use Zach as the decoy, you want to have uh, Patrick Williams as the second option there, honestly, Zach should have been coming off a, a Patrick Williams screen to get open to get that inbound play, and then that's going to leave either Patrick Williams open or Zach Levine's going to get to the lane. I'm not even an NBA coach. I've never coached at... You gave Nikola Vucevic a one-legged turnaround fadeaway shot. Do you practice that shot? When do you practice that shot? Y'all making me quote Patrick Ewing on a Bulls podcast. He trash, by the way. Anyway, but here's the thing. There's no double screen to get Zach Levine open. There's Zach was cooking. Tomorrow open. There's been double screens to get DeMar open all season. Can we trade DeMar and, and Billy together? They could just go off and ride into the sunset and, together. And, and I need y'all to understand, I have been somebody that has defended Billy Donovan. You very much so have. Because, I, and, and I don't think he should have ever been the Chicago Bulls head coach, but I defended him because the players weren't playing up to the talent. Since the trade deadline, Zach Levine has had one game where he scored sub-25. He's been the player you've asked him to be. You lost to this. Who is that? That is O'Shea Brissett. The <laughs> you lost to that. And oh man! Because you, you know, when they give Zach Levine the opportunity in the situations where it's least likely that he's going to have options that could be decoys, but tonight where there's literally Demar, Zach, Vooch, Patrick Williams, who's literally the best three point shooter on your team, Kobe White should have been out there. You go away from Zach Levine. That is disrespectful to the highest paid player on your team. That is disrespectful to the guy that played the best on your team tonight. And it is disrespectful to what this franchise should be. 
Billy Donovan's decision tonight and his decisions since Patrick Beverly has been added to this team have been some of the worst in the Chicago Bulls losses. No bag Billy. And let me, let me ask let me ask you this. Finishing out right like what what are we? We're three and three since Billy since uh Pat Bev has got here, right? Three and three. Are we? Yeah, we lost it the Toronto. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're we've won, uh, we've lost eight of out of our last eleven games. So that sounds about right. We're, we're three and three. Have you been upset with the players? The players? No, the players have been playing well. I mean, they don't get me wrong. There's sure. yeah, there, there there are plays and mistakes that they make. Yeah, I, I can't never say that I'm not at all upset with the players. Zach Levine's done some of his fourth quarter things. Demar's done some of his not passing the ball. There's been mistakes made, but. Overall, overall, it's been so many. Like, I don't know if like is this AK's way of sending the message to Jerry Ryan? So if, like, this is you can't let you sure you don't want me to fire this dude. And because what, and it's what I'll say is this right? Like, here's what I'll say: there, there's two things because I'm also a White Sox fan. Jerry Reinsdorf is a very hands off owner. Jerry Reinsdorf mm. has let a lot of people get traded, a lot of people get sent away because he's like, I pay you that this to do this. That's what you should do. He did that a lot, a long time for the Bulls. He did a long, he, he's done that his entire time. Hold for on, White pause, bro, because I got to address this mindset because a lot of Bulls fans ha say this stuff. I'm, I'm not even about to be disrespectful. I'm not going to Petty Rose, but I'm going real realistic Bulls fan on this. DeMar DeRozan got us to the playoffs. Let's, let's, let's stop with this narrative that DeMar got us to the playoffs. The Bulls won most of their games when Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine were healthy. Let's, 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 let's address that there first. After, I'm, I'm not gonna, here's the hold thing. on, I, let me finish talking. Let me cook, let me cook. After, after Zach Levine went down and Lonzo was out. Hold up. After Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball went down, DeMar DeRozan, that was his time to, quote, unquote, get us into the playoffs. We won eight out of 41 games after, after those two players went down. What do you mean DeMar DeRozan got us to the playoffs? And then you're saying last year, this is a completely different year, buddy. We are a 20-what, eight-win team? That, like, it ain't getting us into the playoffs. DeMar DeRozan and his skeet braids ain't getting us nowhere. You don't build around a player that's over 34 when you were so far away from being able to contend with him getting getting uh, 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 us anywhere by the time he's meaningful in NBA. Go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. broken us. His what braids? Skeet. Skeet. <laughs> what? <laughs> skeet, skeet, skeet. That's what I said. <laughs> hey man, do your ad read, brother. What the heck? <laughs> no, I, I, at the end of the day, there's so much to go against this team, and we have to continue this going into the next time. Yeah, but I don't know if it's ultimately the players at the end of the day, and that's that's where my problems start to begin now with Billy Donovan. Let's keep it going. Yeah. All right, oh, man. Uh, before we get into this, huh? His what breaks? <laughs> Before we get into the Bulls being swept over the weekend and what this means for their play and push, got to talk to you guys about prize picks. How does prize picks work? You pick two to six players, and if they'll go on to score more or less than the prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, e NASCAR, tennis, and more. Literally any sport that you can think of. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Let me tell you how easy prize picks would have been. 
Today, if you would have bet the over on Zach Levine, which his uh, over-under was 27, you would have won that prize picks projection. That would have put money in your pocket. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. Oh, man. All right. So, Pat, we got to talk about the Bulls and their record and what it means for the potential of making the playoffs. We didn't have an episode uh, after the game on Friday. The Bulls went 0-2 over the course of the weekend in two very highly important games for the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls now sit at the 12th spot um, with the Toronto Raptors and now the Indiana Pacers owning tiebreakers over the Chicago Bulls. What do you think this means for their potential play-in push? I think this is eye-opening. I think this is an opportunity for the Bulls, AK especially, to say, let's figure out what's really needed on this team. And I said this before we went into the buyout market, before we went into the trade deadline. Will Patrick Beverly make you realize what is really needed on this team? Mm. And so I ask y'all this question. After what we saw versus Phoenix and versus Indiana and what we've seen since Patrick Beverly has been added to the team. By the way, I'll address the Phoenix stuff in a second. But are the Chicago Bulls a great point guard away or a solid point guard away? I shouldn't say great. Solid point guard away from unlocking everything they need to unlock. Everything, no. I think I think they're a solid to great point guard away from unlocking what the max level that player that they played for in Zach Levine and with the improvements that he's making defensively to get a lot out of him. But I think there's still so much more needed on this team. Uh, I think at this point, AK has to look at it and they have to realize we have to build a roster with bigs on it to avoid Billy Donovan going small. And so I said this over on Chicago Bulls Central, and it once I said it, I was in the midst of like a, a rant, and it was like, you know what? That actually makes sense. Usually you have to build a roster to overcome your players' liabilities. With this roster, as long as Billy Donovan's the head coach, you have to build a roster to also overcome your head coach's liabilities. I think that's what Miami or uh, uh, Milwaukee has done. For sure. For sure. Bud's not a good head coach. No, I shouldn't say that. Buzz not a great head coach. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Buzz not a great head coach. And I need y'all to understand this. If Billy Donovan gets fired from the Chicago Bulls, he'll have a job tomorrow. If we fire him today, he'll have a job tomorrow. He's not a bad head coach. But what Billy Donovan is, is a head coach that doesn't adjust. We did this exercise over on the Windy City Breeze. I'll do this exercise here. How many head coaches adjust in game? Spoke in game? Five. Uh, Kerr, mm-hmm. I'll give Missoula. Missoula. I'll give Missoula. Ringo said Mike Brown. I don't know how far I'm willing to go with that. It's a hot season. but I'll, I'll say this. Mike Brown makes adjustments defensively. Offensively, he's not changing anything. So five. Okay. That's an adjustment still. That's an in-game yeah. adjustment. So five. And and I'm sorry, six. Uh, uh, Spolstra. Oh, for sure. Spolstra got to be on that list. There are 30 teams in the NBA. 
I'd say more, what, though. more times than not, your coaches don't adjust. But what I also think you have to do if you're at the point that the Chicago Bulls are at is you have to build the roster that insulates what Billy Donovan can do. For sure. And that's always been the issue with Billy Donovan. I, I, I think Billy is a, he'll have a job tomorrow. He's a good head coach. He's not one of the worst head coaches in the NBA. We just dislike him right now because he coaches for our team while we're having one of the worst seasons in the NBA. But at the end of the day, Billy Donovan is going to go on to have a nice NBA head coaching career. A but nice in what sense? You said what? Nice in what sense? He's been to a he's been to a WCF. He he has not been to an NBA Finals. Been to a WCF. He will probably be a coach that I think at some point will probably get to a Finals just because of what is in the league, uh, whether it's with the Bulls or not. I, I think at some point he'll probably get to a Finals because he's not one of the worst head coaches in a sense. He's probably a top ten head coach in the NBA right now, but that don't mean much. You want to know why? Because only two coaches matter. When you get to the NBA Finals, it's two dudes that matter. You want to know why Bulls fans want us to go out and hire Aime Udoka, even though of all the allegations that's going on? Because he got to the Finals last year. You want to know why everybody's excited about Joe Mazzula? Because he's probably on pace to go to the Finals this year. And at the end of the day, that's all that we care about. It doesn't matter that Joe Mazzula has a team that was already built and went to the finals last year. It's about how are you going to get to the finals this year? So I think that he'll probably get there at some point. But I think the thing that you have to take into account, especially with how this weekend has gone, is how up and down Billy Donovan is. And I'll ask you all this. Was Billy Donovan's defensive scheme bad versus the Golden State or versus the Phoenix Suns? No, the defensive scheme wasn't terrible. I think when you when you look at uh, KD just moved the ball correctly and people were hitting shots. Like, they just moved the ball correctly. But I will say this, what, too. Here's the thing. What people, though? What people? Josh Okogie. I, I love the defensive scheme versus Phoenix. You literally forced the ball into the hand of a dude that shoots 33% from the three-point line. In three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant cooked us. For sure. No, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying I'm saying your game plan was let's get the ball into the hands of uh, Josh Okogie, who for a career is 28% for the three-point line, and he hit five in the first quarter. Right, what's the point you're trying to make here? Like, I, I thought you were starting off by what Billy like, – so what, where are we going with this? What, what I'm saying is that's a good defensive scheme. Tonight felt like a change. Tonight felt like, right, and very much like the Chicago Bulls, up and then down. Mm -hmm. And if y'all can't see me on the podcast side, it's a wide gap between up and down. And, that, and I think that's what the Bulls are. I don't feel like the players have been the issue since Patrick Beverly has been acquired and Zach Levine has been allowed to just play the two-guard. But I can't say that the Chicago Bulls have been different from being up at the highest of highs and down at the lowest of lows. Hmm. 
I, you know, I, 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 I don't defend Billy Donovan's coaching. We can make all the assumptions in the world that he's not. A, and I've said this all, all, all over on Central as well. He's not a bad coach, but he can't. But just because he's not a bad overall coach can still mean that he's bad for this team as it's currently constructed. And that's where it is. Um, Billy Donovan doesn't use players to the best of their ability and where they're the best at. Now, some of that is forced by the roster construction, but Billy Donovan and his, it leaves much to be desired. And at the end of the day, though, it doesn't matter. We're locked in for Billy. Billy ain't going nowhere for at least two or three years. So it is what it is there. Are, Are we there? Are we where? Are we where Billy's not going anywhere? Yeah. Because he signed a contract extension. What is what is Bulls history? We'll give you the extension. We'll go a year with you being bad. And then we'll be like, mm, we might need to fire this dude. <laughs> and then we'll pay you while you're not here. But here's the difference is that once Jerry, once Billy Donovan said after the contract extension new, because he still hasn't talked about it, but after the news got released, one of the first statements he made was. I talk to Jerry Reinsdorf every day. Yeah, Jerry probably views him as a good boy. There you go. Keep in mind, this is the same ownership group that tried to convince A.K. and Eversley to keep Jim Boylan on when they came on. And because A.K. looked at the ownership and said, yeah, we hear you, but no, I guarantee you that has closed that leash a little bit now on them being able to move on from Billy Donovan. We'll see, man. I mean, it's just tough, you know, and, and, and I have to move on to Built Bar. Maybe Built Bar could have helped this right here because uh, we do got to do this ad read. But, I mean, Built might have been able to help this. You know what I mean? I, Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, as always, man, <laughs> we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Ain't that much protein in the world, bro. <laughs> help. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Chris Middleton might still have the worst. Oh, for sure. That man got the worst two. <laughs> That's top two, bro. Hey, man. Hey, we appreciate you guys tuning in and rocking with us, man. If you are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories that come with it, we do have to tell you guys about Built.com and rocking with Built Bar, man. Why? Because Built Bar is so good. I need y'all to understand this. I go to the gym early morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I, I'm not eating a full meal before I go to the gym, but I have to eat six meals a day. How do I do that? I eat a built Bar three times a day. What does that do? That gives me 130 calories. That gives me 17 grams of protein. That gives me four grams of sugar. That allows me to have that meal that I am looking for throughout the day. And the best part about it is they come in so many good flavors churro peanut butter brownie coconut almond come on they we've been telling you guys about these flavors the entire time and now you can get them at your disposal go to your local walmart or sam's club that's right walmart or sam's club and you can get a four box of the cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut coconut puffs from your walmart you can go to sam's club and get a 13 bar box of the brownie batter or churro you can thank me later because at the end of the day, you can also still go to BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, and use that as well. Still works. But tune in with that, all of the uh, uh, phenomenal flavors that they have. You can thank me later. 
All right, bro. So I got, I got. You can thank me later for this because I just figured out you most like you, you're working on the studio and things like that. If you ever need a teleprompter, you can really just add this man to the roster and just read the the teleprompter right off his forehead. You actually don't need to spend money on an actual teleprompter. Just project it on his forehead. You're good to go there. You're good to go. No need for a teleprompter anymore. Just add him to the podcasting team. You're all good there. Um, but <laughs> they make Peyton Manning look regular, bro. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, bro. Doc, here's the thing. It's, it's like I didn't even know he had this. You want to know why? Hold up, hold up. I have to also upload this picture. Hold up. Oh man, but uh, <laughs> bro, I gotta find this picture for you. Hold on, bro. Keep uh, we gotta keep the show going. Put it up when you're ready. But uh, <laughs> Zach Levine has played excellently since the All Star break, and and so the question is like with the uncertainty around Lonzo Ball, how big of a priority is getting a legit point guard for? To unlock the best of Zach Levine, how high on that on the priority list do you think that should be for the front office? That's if they're, they have doubts that Lonzo is going to be ready by the start of the season, which there I should be doubts. I think the best point guard that you can go out and get should cover the team like his headband covers that forehead because God dang, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, I think you have to. You have to at the end of the day because. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the podcast listeners. Go check it out on YouTube. That that straw that that headband is made out of vibranium, bro. That's a that's holding a lot back. That, that mug, I ain't never seen a headband pop on somebody's head before. That got to be made from vibranium. That headband is from Wakanda. He stole that headband from T'Challa's casket. That's what he did. That's deep, bro. <laughs> you gotta air that nutty jawbreaker on his head. Anyway, so like I was saying, though, uh, <clears throat> I think you need to go out and you need to find a legit point guard. I think that Patrick Beverly has shown you enough, right? right? Is anybody in doubt of what Patrick Beverly has shown you to this point that a point guard can do for this team? I mean, I, I think that you've seen enough from him. I think that you've been able to see that what, what Lonzo could have done for this team is legit. And it's the reason that Lonzo Ball has been such a big part of what AK has tried to plan out, right? And so at the end of the day, I think I think the thing that you need to focus on most is going out and finding that guy that's going to be a consistent guy for you at that point guard position, no matter what the Chicago Bulls have on the roster currently. I also think you need to go out and find the power forward of your future because I don't think that's Patrick Williams. I think we've seen at this point when P. Will comes on the court, he's best suited going at the small forward. I see the thing that I look at, this is how I look at it. It's not about the position. It's about how you use him in that position. Billy Donovan doesn't use him much different from being a power forward than he does a small forward. It's the makeup of the team. I think that and especially because I, I think long-term they're looking at Dalen is probably a, a two or a three. But here's what I'll say is that either way, we need a power forward. Even if, if Patrick Williams is starting power forward, whatever. I don't I, that, At this point, it doesn't matter. We need yeah. size, shot blocking. 
athleticism, and shooting on this team. We need to add those those things over the time. Here's the question I'm going to ask you, brother. Um, what player are you willing to move to get that? How top of – I'll say this, right? To get what? Power forward or point guard? What, what, just what we need on this team, period, or everything that we need on this team. If I'm the Chicago Bulls right now, here's the thing that I'm watching. I would absolutely re-sign Patrick Beverly. Do I think Pat Bev is the future of this team? No. Vocal leader? Possibly. Mm -hmm. I would re-sign Pat Bev. I would watch what's happening in L.A. closely. Reason I say this. I said this over on the breeze today. LeBron James is out for two weeks. He'll be a value. I shouldn't say that. He's he'll be evaluated in two weeks. Mm -hmm. This is the time, and really the first time since the Lakers have had LeBron and Anthony Davis that they'll be able to do this, where they can evaluate what AD is. Mm -hmm. If I'm the Bulls, I'm monitoring that situation closely because while I don't think that this is a end-all, be-all answer, what AD does over the next two weeks of basketball could be very crucial to how the market changes, could be very crucial to what teams are going to need because there might be a situation that comes up where the Lakers say, we're willing to move Anthony Davis. We're going to trade these type of players, and we need a big back. That's where Vooch comes in in a sign-and-trade type situation. Probably why the Bulls haven't signed Vooch to a contract as of yet. They're probably going to go sign-and-trade because I'm going to be honest with you. We have 29 games, and there are 18 games left, 19 games left. We're, not, we now have 17 games left. It's not working. It's not working. And so monitor that situation closely. Do I think that AD is the end-all, be-all answer? No. Do I think that AD, when healthy, can be a superstar-level talent? Yes. And what have I said on this podcast consistently works in this NBA? Superstar-level talents. You're not winning NBA championships without superstars. So, okay. Because I, I, I'm, I'm not a believer in the AD thing's going to happen. I think they're going to hold on to him. Minnesota Possibly. evaluates. They say we're rocking with Gobert, but we were willing to move Carl Anthony Towns. Are you picking up that phone? No, because I've seen Carl Anthony Towns in the playoffs. I've seen Carl Anthony Towns when it's all said and done. Unless you believe Zach Levine is going to be the superstar that gets the job done. But I'll be honest with you. What does Carl Anthony Towns bring you that that Vooch doesn't? That's what I that's what I said over on Chicago Bull, Bull Central as well. I was asked that question, so I brought it here. I was like, honestly, other than being younger, um, it's almost the Spider-Man meme. Like, they have a lot of the same weaknesses, a lot yeah. of the same strengths. I mean, just being honest and real. I like, say Booch right now at the age he is is a better defender than Carl Anthony Towns is at the age he is. And I'm going to say this. Even if you hold on to Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly don't fix that because I've watched Patrick Beverly with Cat. I didn't think about that aspect of it, too. That's That's fair. He's a bad defense. I watched Patrick, I watched Cat score four points in a playoff game. Four or seven. What was it? Four it or seven. seven. It was, I think Sub it was seven. Sub 10. It doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter. It wasn't, it wasn't what it should have been and what he's getting paid. Like this in just a is playoff what it is. game with Patrick Beverly on the roster, who I've watched in four games literally do nothing but say, hey, this is what you need to do. Hmm. 
All right, so man. That, we'll see, man. We'll see. That's all I need to know. I, I think the thing is, at the end of the day, and, and the reason I bring up the AD conversation is, AK, I believe, is looking for his star. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. This is what I believe the Chicago Bulls are doing. Remember Denver. Don't think of Denver now. Think of Denver when the team was just trying to find their next superstar from Carmelo. Just good teams, solid teams, up and down teams, teams that were in the playoffs, teams that were out of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Teams that were just trying to find that next guy. What did they do? They didn't sign nobody major. They didn't sign nobody that was, oh, my God, we got to go out and find it. Never in our life did we believe Denver was going to the NBA Finals in the West. But they were a team that won a good amount of games. AK's looking for his next star. And he's doing that while trying to put as competitive of a team as he can on the court. But to, to further that, though, keep in mind, He's also not someone to trade for a star. He's not someone to sign stars usually. AK nope. builds through the draft. He truly does build through the draft. He's had some hits. He had some misses. Uh, of course, Jokic is the biggest hit there. Uh, trading uh, Doug McDermott to us was a was a robbery, as it ended up being. Um, and then he also traded Donovan. He was the GM when they traded the Donovan Mitchell pick uh, uh, to, to Utah. And that was probably the biggest miss that he had for that team. So... I, I, for people who are saying or thinking that the Bulls are going to trade for the star, sign the star, that hasn't been AK's methodology, and there's no reason to believe it. Tra it changes now. What I will, what I will debate on that is mm -hmm. AK didn't have a shot. How many stars you think are going to sign up in Denver? I mean, but that's cool. But how many stars has Chicago ever signed? And and, and while I'm willing to go with that, 100, mm -hmm. I'm with you. I also think that you also have to take into account the rebuilding of the franchise as a face, what they are in the business world of it, mm -hmm. and what they are as far as how far they've come from Gar Foreman being a part of it, because I'm not going to hold Gar John Paxson to that same uh, uh, mentality. Mm -hmm. You, If you are a star in Chicago... You'll be one of the top players promoted. In I understand that, but how many times have we seen a star want to come to Chicago? It's, it I, hasn't happened. And I'll say this. There, there have been players that I've talked to, a part of the league, that have brought up that they didn't want to be a part of this team because of Gar Foreman. Not because, not, and, and I'm not saying because... Right, like I, I had Darren Collison on the show and stuff like that. This is a lot of off-the-record stuff. But they've told me that Gar Foreman didn't lead the team right, and that's why they didn't want to be here. I mean, I, we're, we're calling Darren Collison a star. So, I mean, hey, I, I, I get what you're saying there, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I, I mean, Darren Collison was the player that was on the show. <laughs> I, I get you. I get you. But I, I, I just – I get what you're saying, and maybe that does change. I mean, AK has talked about saying that he thinks that players do want to come to Chicago. I guess where I'm at right now, I got to see it. And ain't nothing, ain't nothing showed it no, to me. Fact. Yeah. Fact. But but I, I think the thing is, right, and me and you have been very level-headed on this, mm -hmm. where you're removed from it. DeMar DeRozan was excited to come here. Lonzo Ball wanted to be here. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan was excited to come here because he was played in San Antonio and had some really good seasons, 
and people didn't know about it, and nobody wanted to sign DeMar. We we let's be clear, we overpaid for DeMar. Nobody was going to give DeMar DeRozan the contract that he ended up getting with us. So yeah, he was. I'm, he should be excited to come here. He got here. He be, he came here. He was able to be at that point one A one B star with Zach Levine. That he got the money that he wasn't going to get anywhere else. But let's be clear, DeMar DeRozan's stock around the NBA was not looked at as a star level player. I would not say that based on what the Lakers' initial talks were with him. True, but the Lakers were going to give him their full mid-level exception. He wasn't getting that type of money he got from us. And LeBron wanted him here, wanted him there. So well, the the reason that LeBron didn't get him is because LeBron didn't want him there. But I, I think that you also have to take into account, right, like that DeMar DeRozan, he thought it was a done deal. Mm-hmm. DeMar thought that the contract, and, and I don't think DeMar is going to go just to the Lakers for whatever deal he's going to get. Because if that's the case, why come to the Bulls? Because we offered him the most money and the opportunity to be him and shine. I'm telling you, bro, like, I get what you're saying, but nobody around, nobody was looking at DeMar DeRozan as a star-level acquisition at that time. He ended up being that for us, especially last season, but nobody was looking at that at that time, bro. I... I would I would debate that based on the fact that he thought everything was done and he wasn't looking to switch it just based on the money. But, but that's the thing. He didn't switch it. The Lakers weren't give, signing him, so he had to go pivot. The Lakers weren't signing him, right? Yeah. But, like, if the Bulls were overpaying him drastically, right, like drastically, I'm t- what, what did he get, 380, right? Three for 88? Yeah. That was Something DeMar's like that. contract? If the Lakers were were close to that, he probably still says it. It is what it is. We're going there. But I, I don't think the Lakers were ever close to that. I don't think the Lakers were ever close to bringing him in. Demar might have thought it was done. I don't think the Lakers thought it was done. I think LeBron. Might have that still proves the point. The Bulls were yet again a consolation prize. A star level player was not just coming to Chicago just to be to coming to Chicago. That's the only point I'm making. There's not been a single star that has willingly signed with the Chicago Bulls. Our our biggest uh, signings have been DeMar DeRozan and bringing Kirk Heinrich back. And maybe Carlos Boozer. But again, Carlos Boozer, much like his his stock around the league, was at a low at that point in time. The Bulls signed him after Amari and other for, power forwards decide, decided to go elsewhere. The Bulls weren't going. I mean, the, nobody, not, there has not been a star-level player in the last 15 years that is considered coming in Chicago Bulls. But that's but that's a part of the rebuilding process. It is, absolutely. I agree with you. I that, agree with you. Of, that's a part of the re- rebuilding process, you know, and, and I think the fact that we can't, we also have to admit that DeMar did come here, right? Like, there were other teams that were still offering him deals. It's not like DeMar had, he was dead. Like, it's not, it wasn't just the Lakers and the Bulls. You're you know right, I mean? but the other teams that were offering DeMar DeRozan deals weren't offering nearly the type of money Chicago Bulls were or the roster that he can come into. But, but at the same time, I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. we didn't hear that before <laughs> with John Pax and Gar Foreman. It wasn't, Hey, we're the only team that other people are talking to. You know what I mean? So for me, I I'm okay with it. And at the end of the day, it ain't my money. So I'm okay <laughs> with the Bulls paying whatever they can to get a guy in here. You have to rebuild what the brand is. And I think that that's how the Bulls have gone about it. I think that that's how the Bulls will continue to go about it until they find a superstar-level player. I don't think they've found that yet. Hopefully they will. I don't think they have. 
We'll see. But hey, you can follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. We can have this debate all night, man. You don't even know me and Hayes probably going to talk for another 10, 15. <laughs> uh, y'all guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Locked On Game to Game. All those latest breakdowns, analysis, uh, post-game shows, everything is all covered over at Locked On Game to Game. Only the way that Locked On can deliver it. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked On Bulls. We out this mug. Peace, y'all. Peace.